My mom always said life was like a box of chocolates. I am Iron Man. I see dead people. May the force be with you. To infinity and beyond! I will not die sober! Family. Back together again. Mm. Seeing as her family construct was just a calculated ruse that only lasted three years, I don't think that we can use this, this term anymore, can we? Agreed. So here's what's going to happen. Okay, reunion then, huh? Hey everybody, this is Pop Poor Review, the movie podcast. I am Matt, along with Jimmy and Kelly. Hello. Hi. And today, we've waited, and we've waited, and we've waited for this movie. Jimmy, do you, who wants to say it? Halloween kills. Wow. Okay. Okay. All right. Black Widow. Wah, 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 wah. I don't have that button on my, po- on my board, so I can't use oh, it. Oh, I was about to be like, where's the clapping button? Oh, <laughs> sorry. Okay. Anyway, let's. So, Black Widow, obviously. Very excited to talk about this. It's been. I mean, it's been two years since a Marvel movie, at least. It's, we've had some Marvel stuff this year, but it's been two years since the last movie with Far From Home, Spider-Man Far From Home. It's in theaters. Did that come in 2019 or 2018? July 2019. Wow. It's in theaters, Black Widow. It's on Disney Plus for a price. What is it, $29.99? Yes. $29.99. And maybe, maybe we needed like a two-year break after Endgame. We just needed to relax. But it wasn't after Endgame. We had fire, we had Far From Home. Yeah, but it was still after Endgame. Like, we needed a break. Okay. Well, a Jimmy. Nice, a nice little break. I'm giving you the task, the special task of saying the summary today. Ready? Mm-hmm. Natasha Romanoff, a.k.a. Black Widow, confronts the darker parts of her ledger when a dangerous conspiracy with ties to her past arises. Beautiful. You did such a good job, Jimmy. I'm a professional public speaker. That's what I do. The Rotten Tomato score is 81 critics, 92% audiences, and the drink today is The Widow. It is, it's going to sound kind of, it's, just let me say, don't, you're, I know you're going to make faces probably. It's a vodka, Kahlua, a splash of heavy cream, and then a splash of grenadine. Um, uh, heavy cream. Oh and my God. to me, if you like white Russians, you'll like it. I'm not a big fan of cream in my red drinks. Red Russians. A red Russian. Yes. Get it? I do. You're so smart, Jimmy. Oh my God. I figured it out. But, um, yeah, if you like a, if you like a, like the, a white Russian, you'll love this, but I just don't like dairy in my drink. So I wasn't a huge fan of it, but. Well, you also were deathly allergic to dairy for like most of your life. So that is true. So it's super it, shocking. It's a, it's a new acquired taste, I guess, for my drinks. Um, but we're going to start with some shotgunning some facts. And I actually have to say, I found some really good ones that I feel like... Hold on, before we get to that, I would like to know why you picked that scene and not a scene with Florence Pugh in it to play in the beginning. And I'll tell you why. I, I don't understand why you just didn't take the clip from the trailer well, that was, had the whole repertoire. <laughs> I was going to. And then I was like, do I want to put the trailer or do I want to actually try and find a clip? And I was like, this was the only clip with dialogue that like... It wouldn't just like be like ten minutes of just silence for a while and just like weird noises. And but I almost even the one where they're like, "Don't slouch, Natasha," and then they're like literally bothering her the entire time. But here's the th- it's hard to edit those trailers together to make a clip because they cut back and forth with music. So like sometimes it sounds weird. Uh, I, that's why I was like, and I did this. That's that's like the entire end of one trailer though, with no. I think it was breaks. the first trailer. Wait, was there no breaks? I thought there was breaks. There's no breaks. Do you want me to send it to you? No, because it's too late now. So if you want to watch that clip, you can go on YouTube and watch it or see the movie or go on Disney+. Plus. Here's what's going to happen. Natasha, don't slouch. I'm not slouching. You're going to get the back hunch. Mm, listen to your mother. Oh, my God. This... Up, up. Listen. All right, enough. All of you. 
I didn't say anything. That's not fair. We're going to start some facts. And I feel like this, these are actually pretty good. I'm curious if you knew some of these because I, I was actually kind of shocked by this. Uh, a couple of them. So number one is this would be Scarlett Johansson's ninth time playing Black Widow. And she is fourth in an overall of how many characters, have, how many actors have played the characters in the MCU. She's right behind Iron Man with 10. And then she's, and then right after, and then the number one is tied with Captain America and Nick Fury with 11 appearances, including like end credit scenes. And now, does the stuff. Nick Fury from S.H.I.E.L.D. count? Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? I didn't include TV shows. I included like end credits and like movies. So you didn't include like the TV shows that are on now? Is Nick Fury in one of the TV shows? The Loki, shows? the Disney Plus ones. That's what I'm saying. Like, do you include any of the Disney Plus ones? Because Loki's been in a lot of them. I, I include I tried that one. He still wasn't. He was before it. He was like eight or before or less. But number two is I'm actually curious how you guys think of this. Um, Emma Watson, Shorsha Ronan, Alice Englert, uh, Dar Zukovsky, and Florence Pugh were considered for the roles of Yelena. Um, Florence Pugh would have been amazing as Yelena. I know. And look at that. She is. And they said, actually, Emma <laughs> Watson was the front runner. And I'm, I'm I, and like, I think Florence Pugh was like amazing in this. So like, I'm, it's, really? I can maybe see, I can maybe see Shorsha Ronan sort of in this role. I could have seen Jodie Comer, but. Okay. That's Villanelle essentially though. Oh, maybe Jimmy. I want Villanelle in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But then I would, I would have to criticize her to be like, I'm just watching Villanelle, even though I'm in love with Villanelle. I can't really like Emma Watson. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I think Emma Watson is an excellent actress and I really like her. But I just feel like she doesn't or she hasn't. She's yet to have a role to really like sell me that she could do this type of like hard, gritty type role. Yeah, I, th- I mean, yeah, she's a great actress, but I don't I don't see her as this role. That's the problem. I see Shorsha Ronan, the closest out of all those names besides Florence Pugh, obviously. I do because she, she was pretty good in Hannah and that's pretty much yeah the same thing. <laughs> Hannah, I could see. I mean, Saoirse Ronan, I could see, but like Emma Watson, I think the the like darkest type role I've ever seen her in is probably like the bling ring. I was just about <laughs> to say like, really, the bling ring right? probably. What about the circle? Jimmy, we're not going to even bring that up because I still remember your Facebook post when you're like, I hope my face doesn't look like this coming out of this movie. And it, and it was like, and it did. And it was worse. <laughs> no, but yeah, I think the bling ring is probably like the closest I could get to Emma Watson doing a really like, don't, the Harry Potter like a type of gritty dark. type bro. Yeah, but not like this character. I can't see yeah, but because not the, like the Harry Yelena. Potter movies. I can't. Yeah, I can't see the Yelena from the Harry Potter movies. That's Hermione. I can't see Hermione as Yelena. Like the world that I think because uh, Kate Short, the director Kate Shortland said like she wanted Florence Pugh. I think, um, but I think the movie she's. I think it was Lady Macbeth. Is that the movie she's in? Who? That's Florence a Pugh? series. Yeah. Oh, okay. She said she saw that, and that's when she knew she wanted Florence Pugh. I haven't seen that, so not from um, Friday with. I want to watch that. They, well, may, have, also they may have been pre-production by then. I think so. they were. I think she blew up and they were like, oh, thank God we have her. Yes. Yeah, so and you know what's funny? I think she's, as much as she's blown up already, I think she's going to like explode now. Like she'll be everywhere now. I feel like if you thought she was already exploded, I feel like it's going to be even more now. Because now it's like the same thing with Katherine Heim in WandaVision. Everyone knew about her, but now it's like everyone's like, wait, she's so good. Oh my no, God. That, that's upsetting a little bit because everyone's known Katherine Hahn has been so good for years didn't i just say that no no but like it's like what you have to be in a marvel film for people to no be but like, i think oh, get, she's really good no but that gets you a very 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 general audience i would i would like 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 equate it more to like chris evans when he got captain america because chris evans like it's like everyone knew who he was and he was around but he blew up as soon as he was, he was captain in the america. perfect score 
He was in Fantastic Four. This third one, I'm I'm curious if you guys have read this because I was actually shocked and I was I kind of wish I saw this come to fruition. Chloe Zhao was first considered to direct this film, but she chose Eternals over Black Widow. I 100% see Chloe Zhao doing this one. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I could see it. I didn't know that, but I could totally see that. But it made me like, I was like, I think she chose probably the right film. I feel like Eternals is, I feel like she does more of like obscure. I feel like she likes more of like a lesser. I think the lesser known actually probably gonna work better for her in general. I, I think she does better. What like you're trying to say is that she does better when she has more control over yes. molding the characters. So Eternals, no one knows really anything about them. I I really don't know anything about them, even like comics wise. Mm-hmm. So it's like she sets the tone for them versus Black Widow, where it's like she will be constrained a little bit because she does have to because we have known this character for over a decade. Yeah, and it's kind of like you're set in between two periods of you know where she was before and after these this this movie. So yeah. But also, they, I think Scarlett Johansson was um, vying for Kate Shortland, which I actually think, you know what, they went to the more appropriate ones. She personally. was an executive producer, so. No, yeah. Um, but now I want to watch more of Kate Shortland's movies because they say a lot of her movies are, like, like really, really good. So I, And I, I, I was pretty impressed with her from this movie, so I want to see that. Um, you guys all know this one, the next one, but I figured I'd say it anyway. Julie Louise Dreyfus was supposed to make her first appearance as Valentina Allegra de Fontaine in the film, in this film, but made, instead made her first appearance in the Falcon and Winter Soldier instead. I think it worked out so much better that way. I, I think this would actually have been like a waste of a end credit scene in a way, sort of, because it's like, you're like, why is Julie Louise Dreyfus like having well, allergies? Here's, here's my thing. I do agree it was better that we got introduced to her at during Winter Soldier, Falcon and Winter Soldier. But wouldn't it have been so fucking cool if you're watching this movie and you have Julia Louis-Dreyfus and a character we have no idea about telling her, spoiler alert to anyone who hasn't seen this, for Yelena to go kill Hawkeye. And then that's, that's it. But I think it, it there's you, a... You can be like, you but can I think be it's like, better, though, the way they did it. Yeah, but you can be like, who the fuck is Julia Louis-Dreyfus doing in this movie? Who is Val? Why is she recruiting Yelena? Why have they been working together? Just a lot of questions. See, and but then here's the thing: we would have expanded on um, when we were, when we watched Falcon and Winter Soldier. I think. I but- mean, I think that we got that effect in Falcon and Winter Soldier. I don't think it would be necessary. Yeah, but also with the end credit scene, I think if you didn't know who um, Julie Louise Dreyfus was, at least, I think that would have washed out a little. You would have been like more like, oh wait, who is she? You're not really focusing on like they're literally like teasing. Hawkeye, the show, okay, on Disney Plus. But correct me if I'm wrong, because I haven't seen Iron Man in years. Did mm-hmm. they introduce Samuel L. Jackson during the movie, or no. just the post credit scene? No, just the post credit scene. Okay, so that could be the same way. You were like because people who are not Marvel fanatics, like they don't know who Nick Fury is. They know they're setting up the Avengers. It's it's the same it's the same thing, which is kind of like what I was saying, Matt. I'm like, that's what I think the end credit scene is going to be before we went to go see it. They're going to be setting Val's going to come to Elena and set something up. But they're not doing two separate things. In, the, in Iron Man, they weren't doing two separate things. It was just saying, it's Nick Fury, and he's saying, I'm setting something up. It's not like, and you're like, oh, who is it? What are they setting up? Blah, 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 blah. If she would have said she's setting up a team, that's different. But then she's like also, oh, here, like kill Hawkeye. And then it's like, well, who is she? Why is she? Like, it's like, I feel like you get a little more backstory. But you still don't know why she wants to kill Hawkeye. But you know she's collecting you like people who are anti-heroes. anti-heroes. So it's kind of like... It, it makes it, you kind of it actually makes her more interesting because now it's like, well, what actually is she doing? 
I think it could have I mean, worked either way, but I like the I I I think it's fine the way they did it now. But more I'm thinking about it, I like that could have been like who like everyone knows who Julie Louis Dreyfus is. Everyone's like, who is she? Why does she have purple streak in her hair? People, you know, Rachel Vice. I've noticed when I watched this the second time has a purple streak in her hair. Yes, I did yeah. notice that in the first one. So I'm curious if that has anything. If she was like, is she supposed to be a Black Widow? Um, Valentina. Yeah. Uh, okay. So oh I, no, not not oh. Valentina. I thought you meant. I was like, obviously, she's supposed to be a Black Widow. No, no, because no, I was like, I wonder if there's some connection to the two of them. I don't know. My final one is because I know Jimmy's going to mention it throughout the pod. Is going to mention it at some point because he's been talking about it before. Kevin yep. Feige has said that this film was written to purposely showcase Florence Pugh just as much as Scarlett Johansson. Because I think he was Jimmy was like that's an issue, and I was like, but I think they did that intentionally. Yeah, it's not an issue for me. But you said like it's an, you said like that that hurts the film because it hurts like Scarlett Johansson. But I actually think they all had a moment to shine. Personally. It, it hurts Scarlett um, Johansson. No, it it definitely hurts Scarlett Johansson because like my family watched it too, and my brother said, no offense, but it kind of sucked that Scarlett Johansson wasn't the complete star. He was like, it just shows that like she can't carry a movie on her own. And I was like, I can't. I was like, I've watched this movie four times already, and I love it. But like, I have to agree. Like, Scarlett Johansson got a little uh, shortchanged. I personally, I personally don't feel that way because I think she had the heart of the movie, in my opinion. So like, I, I felt, I thought they all had a moment to shine. Like, I thought, um, in the, I thought the uh, Lexi, Melinda. Uh, Melina. Melina. Sorry, Melina. I knew I was saying Melinda. I was like, I think that's Shield, uh, Agents of Shield, but. Uh, and then I thought Scarlett Johansson, Florence Pugh all had it. But it, uh, it makes sense why they're doing it because it was almost like a uh, pass the baton situation like during the movie, like literally like. Yeah, I well, I do see that, but I do have my like, I see where you're coming from, but I don't feel like that was came across during the entire movie. But I mean, we're still on facts. So once we get into the movie, I will no, yeah. discuss that. Better. And this was the last one. I ha- I was going to put a, a sixth one because I thought it was really cool, interesting, and I think you all would appreciate it. But uh, it's about the end credit, but I'm going to leave it till we talk about the end credit scene. So, Oh, hi. Didn't hear you there. This is Amy. And Lexi. And we're coming at you from Confessions of Retail. All the tea. If you're a retail employee like us, then you know that there are some crazy off-the-wall things that happen in your line of work. Join us every Wednesday while we spill all this hot confessional tea on the line of work known as retail. Everything from our own experiences to listener-submitted stories. And let me tell you, there are some crazy things that happen that even we can hardly believe. I know, right? You can find us on any major podcast directory. You can join us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, you can follow us on Twitter. And if you have hot tea to spill, you can send it our way to confessionsofretailallthetea at gmail.com. We will see you in the confessional booth. We're going to now get into the movie. Let's start the movie. Let's just start where we usually begin. Did we like it? Kelly? I love this movie. It's definitely in my top five Marvel movies of all time. Jimmy? Yes, I did. I did like it. Okay. I, I see. I love, I, I actually now am learning to love it because the first one I liked it. It was great. But there were things that I had wrong with it. And then I rewatched it. I did the thing where a crazy Marvel fan, and I believe Kelly did the same thing. We saw it in theaters, and then later that night, we watched it on Disney+. Plus. Yes. And <laughs> I actually think this movie is a, the more you watch it, the more you appreciate the movie, in my opinion. 
because like the first time I watched it, I was also like, oh my God, I haven't seen a Marvel movie in like two years. I'm trying to connect everything. And you kind of get lost in the sauce a little bit with the movie. And then when I watch it the second time, knowing how everything is, because you're like, oh, Budapest. Oh, let me listen to that. Oh, I'm trying to think about that and like connect it. And when you watch it the second time, it's just based solely on the movie personally for me. And I was like, wow, like this is a strong movie. And like you actually like look into like the, like the writing and like the messages and all that. I'm like, well, they actually like, I feel like took a bold swing and I think it paid off. In my I opinion. find this just really funny, especially based on our last conversation. We were talking about rewatching movies and you were just like, I can't do that. I need like a week. And I'm like, no, like if I really like a movie, but I also find that watching, if I really like a movie, I'm going to watch it again right away, which I did. I saw this movie. I saw Black Widow twice in theaters and I watched it immediately again on Disney plus each time. Like when I saw it again with my parents, I watched it again with my mom immediately after we got home Mm -hmm. and she was a hundred percent into it too. So it's just like, I feel like that attests a lot to how much, how good it is that the fact that I can watch it consecutively, like literally like for four hours, I watched black widow four and a half hours. And I love, I still loved every single part of it. I mean, obviously I have problems with it. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to say that, but like overall, like you said, like, I think they really took like, a big risk in this movie in terms of storytelling. And I think it really paid off. And like when I rewatch and like, yeah, I was going to actually mention, I was like, Oh, this is ironic. Cause my last conversation last week, it was like, I can't rewatch it. But then I had to backtrack and say, well, Marvel movies. Yeah. But like I, all the, a lot majority of the problems I had the first time watching a lot of them, the a lot time. of them was fixed because I think I was just so like with the whole Budapest thing, I was like trying to retract what they were saying in Avengers. And then you kind of get like lot, you don't, you're like paying attention to the movie, but you're also like, multitasking your own brain at least for me when i'm like watching marvel movies because like this one fits in a very specific part of the mcu and you're like Mm -hmm. oh cool 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 and then you're like oh wow okay cool but this was the first marvel movie it changed the second time i watched it the first time when i watched it i was like i've never said this in a marvel movie before but they actually could have lost an action sequence because this intimate moments in this movie are so good like, yeah so good and then you watch it again and just said no well i watched it again because i thought like the tone was a little off i was like oh they're i feel like the action scenes are just coming out of nowhere but then i rewatched it and i was like okay they, they they're they're pretty like like sewn into the plot so it made more sense but i don't know I, yeah i i really I, I don't know if it's top five i'm like i know it's definitely top 10 for me and it felt like more og mcu like back in the day i mean for me it's kind of like just middling in the middle like i i thought it was good I thought it kind of ended weakly. I thought it could have ended a little stronger. Um, what was weak about the ending? I I agree with Jimmy. I about just the thought ending. like okay, so they they defeat the 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 red room. They defeat Taskmaster. They save all the widows, and then they're just like okay, bye, and then it's all deep. I was like, what? No, yeah, I actually agree with Jimmy on that because I read an article too, which also like helped me put into words like what I was feeling. Like this movie. I loved it, but it also did suffer from a weak MCU villain again because Taskmaster Taskmaster didn't end up being what I was expecting. Like from what I know of Taskmaster from like the comics and the video game, like it was just like completely different. Like I was fine with the twist, but I would have much rather have it that Antonia wasn't under mind control and was still pissed at Scarlett Johansson because like it was just like the villain itself was like, it's hard for me to say because I was like, I thought Dreykov was a good villain, but then it's like, you know, that's not who Natasha's going to get in the big fight with. It's going to be Taskmaster. And then it was just kind of like, it was like, hi, hi, hi. And then it just was kind of like, bah. 
we saved the world. I also like, I really wish this actually did come out after Civil War because now I'm just like, imagine how fucking kick-ass it would have been if like they brought the widows into the battle too, like a Wakanda and everything. Like, I'm just like, oh, that would have been so fucking dope. But missed opportunity the only thing is i'm fine with it coming out after endgame because i for me at least like i had endgame gave me like a whole new appreciation for black widow after like the vormir scene stuff like that and like i I was very skeptical about like oh it's like a prequel it's in between these two and i I remember this actually was like i thought it had a big impact to me at least i mean i agree with you on some level but i think it also would have made her death even more Cause I think I remember when we spoke about that, that I was just like, I was upset that she died, but it didn't have like that big of like a, like a heart. Like I didn't really feel for it as much, but I'm like, if this movie had come out before, like I definitely would have felt it way more, especially cause it's like, it also reemphasized how much family like became, became important to Natasha again, mm-hmm. because like in the movie, I was just like, you know, we didn't really get to know Natasha on that level and then suddenly like in Endgame she's like you know before I had this family I had nothing blah 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 and it was just kind of like for me it was like a little out of like where did this kind of come from because like she never really expressed this weight like that much in the other movies but it's like now with this movie it's like it just makes it even more tragic and I probably would have been more like heartbroken over her death in Endgame. See I'm actually a complete opposite which is funny yeah I, I, I was like I actually feel like if it would to me, it wouldn't have had the backstory of why she needed to like this. Pretty much explained why she needed to sacrifice herself, and I feel like you kind of felt that scene in Vormir all over. You felt it throughout the whole movie. Like if you would have got it Vormir after, I feel like the impact would have been fine. But it would I, I don't know. I feel like the emotional level to backtrack is actually I, I liked it better personally. I don't know. I, I feel like I agree with Matt on this, where it would have had a little more um, oomph. If it had come out before Endgame, because you mean Kelly? You're agreeing. Oh, you mean me? I thought that was what you were talking about, Matt. Mm-mm. No, he was saying he likes where it is. Oh, okay. Then I'm talking. Then, then it's Kelly. I got confused. Um, I I think that, I mean, with her death, with Tony's death, and with um Steve's death, I feel like they had just run their course in the MCU. So no matter what, I would have been like, okay, it's been ten years with these characters. 10 8 to 10 years with these characters i've seen them in multiple multiple movies like it's i think time to let the next generation come up are you just saying you don't care really where it's put then i think it would have it would have explained her sacrifice a little more Mm. if it was put before endgame but not right after civil war i don't know i don't know where i I think it has to be right after civil war sort of well in between civil war and endgame but it has to be before infinity war you mean like before Infinity War, like somewhere between Civil War and Infinity War? No, I think it actually should have been where Captain Marvel was. Thinking about it, Ooh, I actually kind of agree with that because you would have gotten that family, you would have gotten Natasha, and then that was—I mean, it was a big twist that she dies, that she sacrifices herself for the um, the Soul, the Soul Stone. So, I mean, I think. I think right beforehand that would have been people would have like remembered it a little more. And then like Captain Marvel could have been somewhere, somewhere else in there. Captain Marvel wasn't really in Endgame. She wasn't in Infinity War and she wasn't in Endgame that as much as people wanted her to be. You know, I actually agree with that, especially like with what you just said. I was like, Captain Marvel wasn't in Endgame as much as people expected. So like Black Widow's movie right before that actually would have been, I think it would have been great. 
I mean, I'm still, I'm still team after Endgame. Just be, I don't know. Even like during the trailer and stuff, like you watch the Vormir scene, I'm just like, like you just, I don't know. I feel like you don't get the. See, the only thing with putting it where Captain Marvel was was is that like you then know it's coming. Probably you know something's about to come with Black Widow, and I like the surprise that Endgame Endgame gave with killing her off, and I think that might have ruined it if it came out after Endgame. I don't, I don't feel bad about. Black Widow dying as much now that it's after Endgame because like for me it's just like okay well we're getting another Black Widow and she kind of resolved things so I'm like okay I'm coming to terms with her death but in terms of emotional like oomph it definitely would have been way worse way worse if this movie came before and I actually would have preferred that because I'm a, I'm a masochist <laughs> see I so, like to me, I during Endgame, I actually teared up watching that scene on Vormir. I was like, I actually think because it came out after Endgame, it's like a full circle moment. If it came out after Civil War, and then Endgame happened, like I don't know, you wouldn't get you wouldn't get that like full circle energy. I also think because they kind of twisted the storytelling because it went back in time, it just deepened the the full circle moment for me. Again, like they said, Natasha was one of those characters that never got 100% fleshed out in the movies because we always got vignettes of what mm-hmm. her, happened in her life. So it's kind of like this movie made me completely and utterly love her because I never was a huge Black Widow fan until like they announced her movie and I started seeing more and more. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm like really down. And then when I rewatched the movies, I paid more special attention to Black Widow storylines after they said that she was going to get her own movie and it was going to be like a prequel, like where, when it was going to take place. And I started like, okay, I want to know more. I really want to know more about her. So it's just kind of like what, by the time Endgame came around, it was still kind of like, I don't really know that much and I still like her, but it's like, oh, she died and that sucks. But, and then I think that after Endgame, like if they, I don't think they wanted a post credit scene, but after Endgame, then you show Yelena wanting to go after Clint. Because you know who Yelena is now. It, it kind of like, well, where was Yelena during Endgame? Like, where was all the Widows during Endgame? Yeah, exactly. Like, Maybe you'll find out later. I don't know. Because they said, like, I feel every time I read it, every interview, they're like, they're like, yeah, there's stuff in the works. I don't know how true that is. But it's just like, and they start naming some stuff. And it's just like, I feel like there is a lot of story to tell after this movie. Like, there's a lot for a lot of characters, actually. I don't know if I want a Black Widow sequel. I would actually like a Black Widow series, to be honest. I think it could work really well as a series. I can see that as her escaping the Black Widow, like the Red Room. You're talking about still with Scarlett Johansson? Yes, yes. But I don't know, like, I don't want a sequel that takes place after the Black Widow, but before Endgame and Infinity War. Like, there's not like, that you don't much story you don't to want tell. A Scar- you don't want another Scarlett Johansson Black Widow sequel. Yeah, I don't think there's no, there's not as much story to tell. Wait, I don't you, want her to you bring... don't want a Black Widow with Scarlett Johansson. I would want a, a, another prequel series, but but like it's her escaping the black, the Red Room. Like I don't her know. beginnings, yeah. Right? Like I don't like her origin story as a, se- a series. I don't want a sequel. She would need to be recast, to be honest. Yeah, I don't want a sequel to this movie because there's no more story at the end of the movie. She goes to get to break everyone out of the the, the prison. Yeah, but the sequel doesn't have yeah. to have her in it. It could be Elena's sequel. 
No, that's fine, but like I yes, think, I think Scarlett say, Johansson I, is is done with Black Widow. And oh, I don't want her to. They don't want her to bring people back. I I also don't. I don't want more of her. I think this was a great swan, swan song for her. If any, I'm actually fine with like the other characters in the movie. If they get like movies or TV shows or miniseries, or whatever, I'm fine if it's like prequel esque or like in the past, like with no, Alexi yeah. and uh, Melinda. I'm totally if they like explored them. Melina. Melina. Sorry, sorry, Melina. If they explored that back in like the 80s and stuff and or like the 90s when they were staged a marriage and like you can tell there was some connection with them and like the him as the red guardian and stuff like that i, I would love that i'm totally fine if, if only yelena came out in the present if that makes See, sense now i i kind of the only i think yelena is 100 percent going to be one of the leads in the next phase of marvel they have florence Pugh. i don't think alexi the only i i think alexi and Melina are going to show up, but not as like they're going to be like little other cameos or like very supporting roles. I don't. The only like full series I would like is David Harbor as Red Guardian and like him getting this serum and him. But did you did you see what he said? Like his two ideas that he want that he has that he's been pitching to Marvel. He said the one is a prequel, a Disney Plus series. I think it was as him as the Red Guardian. Him like almost like those stories that they had of him. That they, you don't know if those are real or not, like him living out his his stories, and then the second one he he was like, he said that um, there's a, I don't know how I mean I don't know if this is him teasing, but he's like oh yeah there's a possibility that Alexi might want to help kill Hawkeye because of his his he killed his daughter that's what he thinks, or that's just him trying to be like I want to get back into no that MCU. too but I yeah. also I also wouldn't hate if he was part of that little if like almost like she collected her family to say you know what let's. She 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 gathered us together. Let's gather together to kill Hawkeye. No, I don't think I, I wouldn't agree with that because we didn't see enough of a stronger connection between Alexi and like you saw a connection, but it wasn't a strong enough connection for him to like. I don't see him like going on a revenge. No, like, that last like, scene I can see yeah. it where where he like finally doesn't even want to speak. He just wants to hold her hand. And no, like, I I think that would just that that wouldn't work. Oh, I, I think see, that's. I think that's it. a total. I think that's a total one eighty from the character that was just portrayed in Black Widow. Oh, I I don't think so at all because like you you see how how much he realized that he didn't he how much he didn't realize he loved him if that makes sense. Or am I saying it right? Yeah, but they also made it comedic. Like they didn't make it like really like heartfelt or anything. So it's like it loses that. Oh, to me that last scene where he was like, he he doesn't even want to say goodbye. He's like, I just want to hold your hand. I, I'm gonna mess it up. I just want to be with you one last time because I know this might be the it for us. That to me, I thought I got the heart from it. Mm-mm. I. I think it was. I don't think it, there's enough there for him to go on a war path. Yelena, you can 100% see going on a war path. And I like, can even see Yelena getting some of the black, the, the widows in on it. Yeah, but I can't see Alexi and Milena really like going like crazy over it. I don't know. I, I'm saying if you see, if Yelena Which, comes to them and says, if, if she thinks that Hawkeye killed um, Scarlett Johansson, if she came to them and told them this, and they all think it's it's not the truth, but they all get like a twisted story. I don't know. I can kind of see it. I don't know. I mean, that's probably like one of the criticisms that I also have towards this movie. Just like a little bit, like I really wanted like a little more, I guess maybe of their life in the nineties or just like a little more like of that angst coming between like their family, like them being a family, but not really being a family and kind of being torn apart. I wanted like a little more on that, like the intimate moments. See, like, to me, it depends on the movie if they do it right. I'm totally fine if they just give kind of breadcrumbs to it. Because, like, I feel like you also, you got that opening scene, which was incredible. I thought that was a really bold, like a, like a ballsy move to just kind of, like, have this kind of 
it led it to some action, but it wasn't like a crazy opening scene like a lot of Marvel movies have. Oh, no, no, yeah, like, that's fine. It's just, like, sprinkled throughout the movie. I would have been, like, like to have, like, maybe, like, little vignettes of, like, Melina taking care of, um, you know, taking care of Natasha and being more, like, a little bit motherly. Like, just to get more of that, like, tugging feeling. It's, like, Natasha did view them as a family and it was taken away. And she's just, like, basically putting a wall up because she doesn't want to admit like how much it hurt her so I felt like they could have tugged on that like a little bit more but like I'm fine with the way they did it but like me personally just kind of wanted a little more of that yeah to me like I feel like it's your you have the opening scene you kind of see it and then they kind of like with with the dialogue and the story and stuff like that like we have like it's not shown but it's you 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 hear about it I'm Mm -hmm. fine with that if they do it right sometimes like when you rely all on like talking about a thing and not showing it it can backfire, but I thought they had a good balance with this because you learn kind of, you see it in the beginning and you kind of learn little things here and there throughout the movie where you're like, oh, like I get the motivation for some people and you, you get kind of a backstory and stuff. For me, at least, I, I, I got that. I have to say that Florence Pugh, in my opinion, carried the type of, carried the angst and the storyline that I was looking for because she really like, her storyline and the way she embodied it was really like, she's the one that really got my heart really breaking because like you could tell and like for her that it was just like, she still wanted them to be a family and she still viewed them as a family. And honestly, like my heart broke when she was just like the best parts of my life were fake and none of you told me. No, and, like you could still see like that she wanted it more. And I just felt that they kind of dropped the ball a little bit with that, with Natasha's character. To me, I got. I, I feel like it wasn't as poignant until like towards the end because she was blocking it out. At least in my mind, is how I saw it. Like they didn't. No, talk- yeah, but that's why I would have rather have seen like maybe like a visionette of like maybe like she's sick and like Melina taking care of her or something like that. You know, just like a little bit to like make that parental connection a little stronger than it was. No, to me that would be too on. I would that would be like I feel like hitting the nail on the head. I fit. Yeah, I think that's the saying. Uh, that's just like. But a, it's her movie. That's the thing. Like. It's her movie. It's no, supposed to be her movie. No, no, but no, I'm not saying that. I'm saying like they're trying to be like, oh, really get this family aspect. And I feel like they, we're, we're really trying to like force it down your throat to feel like that. If they had no, too many more visionettes. I agree with you, but I also agree that Natasha's link to them should have been stronger because like, like, I don't know if Jimmy feels this way, but like what we were saying before that, like we felt like this, like them focusing like equally on them, but it's like Florence Pugh kind of got a little bit more in terms of emotional arc and development than Scarlett Johansson's character. So I felt like they should have played that up a little more. Cause like Florence Pugh's character, one of the reasons that you really sympathize with her and love her is because of how much she like genuinely actually cared about the family and how much this actually hurt her versus like Natasha, where it was like, there's still kind of like a, they didn't really like kind of push it in enough for her. See, like, to me, I feel like the first half emotionally, like, emotional-wise, like, I feel like Florence Pugh had the more emotional side to the story the first half. And the second half, when, like, you, she kind of realized what, like, the Red Room's doing again and, like, how literally, like, her past is literally coming to haunt her, like, literally being Taskmaster, being, um, uh, what's the guy's, uh, what's the guy's name? Um, Drakoff. Drakoff's daughter. I felt like she had the second half of emotion because, like, you realized all this stuff that was, like, to her, a wall was up, it was gone, but really it's still all around her. And she like, I don't know, I thought it was a lot of metaphors towards the end with her. Yeah, yeah, I agree, but I still feel like 
Florence Pugh got more of the emotional arc of the movie because even in terms of the red room, like Florence Pugh, like the entire her entire bodily autonomy was taken away from her, which is why when she's like, "You got psychological conditioning," what I got was my free will was taken away from me, and it's like it felt worse for her than it did for Natasha. Not saying what Natasha went through wasn't terrible, but it's like. That's why I'm just like, they gave Florence Pugh, in my opinion, a little more than Scarlett Johansson. No, I I 100% think I thought her character was more fresher than Black Widow, maybe. Maybe it's because we had seen Natasha and we've kind of grown with her. They're kind of going back in time where we're like, okay, well, we kind of know you at this point of, of of your life. So, I mean, there's really nothing new, but you have this new character who's gotten all like she's going to be the new part of like the the mcu she's going to be the big one of the big people of the mcu so they're giving her all the best stuff they're giving her all of the all of the um the the good character development so i i feel like no they definitely this this is florence Pugh's movie not scott johansson but i do i mean I, I we talked about this a little bit and then we went into this conversation i do want to go back to taskmaster because as much as it wasn't like i was fine with the twist it's whatever but when you think about like the, the whole story of what the movie's trying to show, I feel like that twist, if you want to call it, was did fit the best for this type of movie. And technically, since it was sort of a prequel, I mean it is a prequel, but like since there's you don't know where um the daughter went after, like there's still a lot of story to tell. Is she did they kind of reform her back to like a good person? Does she want to kind of just stay as a as a as a uh person for hire scenario yeah does she want to say like does she want to kind of like does she kind of like now her psyche is just so messed up does she want i feel like there is a lot of story to bring the character sort of similar to like from what i understand about the comic book character to bring it that way but i feel like this introduction fit the best for this type of movie no i don't know i feel like because it literally was her past coming to haunt her like literally i remember in an interview the director said taskmaster is her psyche in a way and i was like Oh, that's cool. And then I, I saw how they were meaning that in the movie. But but Taskmaster, they they cured her. They gave her the antidote for the mind control. They cured her. There's that there's, doesn't mean that she doesn't want to stay. I mean, like that doesn't mean like that doesn't at mean the end, anything. She like held Natasha. It, it was not like she was still pissed. She was like, "Thank you for saving me." And the Black Widow's like, "No, we're not leaving one of our own behind." Okay, but that doesn't mean that that it's you don't know where her story. You don't know if she wants to stay like that. You don't if, know if, if she just has all she knows, so she if, wants to keep doing if, that. If they. If they make her a villain again, or if we see Taskmaster back with her not under mind control, it wouldn't make sense. Because even she knew her father was evil for putting her under the mind control. No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying... So I think that would that would be a, a huge mistake. Yeah, but at the same time, Yelena was under the mind control spell, or was under mind control, got released, did great things, you know, to help destroy the Red Room. But like at the end credit scene, she's still sort of an anti-hero she's still kind of killing people based on val's suggestions so it's like just because she's out of the mind control doesn't mean that she can't progress her story either being she wants to stay that way or she wants to clean her ledger sort of like natasha she can kind of go either way in that direction from what we saw it does not look like they want to be evil the, the widows, but she's not part of the widows. Even the know. one girl, even the one girl with the fight at, in Budapest, where where the one girl kind of kills herself, she goes, "I don't want to do it." So they so they don't they don't want to be evil. 
Uh, see, I actually would prefer. I actually would prefer that. Yeah, it's more like with Antonia. There, like she was a child when this happened to her, so there's no inclination that she wants that she wanted to be evil at all. And you know, as a child, her face got blew up, and then she like basically was went under mind control almost immediately. So it's kind of like you don't, you can't, like she can't just be like, oh, I like this. It's like. You know, like clearly she didn't like it. But I mean, regardless, like for me, it's just I felt like Taskmaster was a little bit wasted in the movie, to be honest. Where else, like, are you going to fit her in? Like, it's just kind of like, you know, they so far they've done Bucky injustice, in my opinion, the MCU. Bucky has been like Bucky's storyline has not been fleshed out for how for how well of a story that was set up with Winter Soldier. It has not been properly like. His redemption arc has not been properly like it just hasn't been addressed properly. So it's just kind of like, okay, now we have another type of Bucky type of character coming up. Like, are you going to be able to like execute it? Because it's like you still haven't really done that, done it that well with Winter Soldier. So it's like my faith in Marvel and doing something with the Taskmaster character is kind of like very like it's pretty low at this point. Because I was also like, I, I just don't count it out yet. That's all I'm trying to say. And also, like, I was trying to think of like all the people who they were theorizing trying to be Taskmaster and they were like uh, Melina, right? Yes. Okay. And I remember yeah. she was part of it. And I was like, actually, I would have hated that. And now thinking back on the movie, I think that would have been like a terrible twist because I, was, I just feel like this version fit more. If I'm trying to think of other versions and I'm like, with the story they were trying to accomplish, I, I, I think they did a decent job. Did they kind of waste it? I don't, I'm not saying that, but I think with this I story. I think they wasted it, to be honest, because it's the same thing that happened with Ghost in Ant-Man and the Wasp. We get these same type of villain type characters all the time and Marvel just drops the ball on all of them. It's like these cool characters that are coming into the MCU, they're making them very one note and it's like it's really hard or not possible to like bring them back. See, to me though, because lately with at least with like phase four, they've been bringing back smaller characters and kind of in a way reinventing them. And I, that's what I'm saying. I don't count it out yet. I'm just I, I personally think there's stories to tell. But not the tragic characters they haven't been bringing back. Like Sharon Carter, totally dope. I love the new thing, but the tragic characters like Bucky, sorry, like we we all even said it, like they dropped the ball on the Winter Soldier in the series. Ghost, dropped the ball. We haven't even seen her again. Taskmaster, who's like one of the most popular Marvel villains like in comics history. If they do it with Taskmaster, it's kind of like this is a really lost opportunity because he's really awesome, like just in terms of being a villain. And it's just kind of like... Ugh, where are we going with it now? I still don't think it could be. I don't think it, it's necessarily end. That's what I'm saying. I think there could be more. They just don't. They just don't seem to do well with anti-villain characters, in my opinion. And, and I mean, I get that, but like also some of the characters that were gone for a while have been coming back. So maybe they just like a lot yeah, of. Yeah, but them, what character are you talking about? Like, I can only think of Sharon right now. No, like I'm saying, like Falcon and Soldier, they brought back. Um, they brought back Zemo and Sharon. They haven't been in a while. I'm just saying they bring they they leave them for a while and they do bring them back. So I'm not but, saying but, so. Ghost could come back in some situations. Yeah, but Zemo was but Zemo pointless. was useless in in Falcon and Winter Soldier. I mean, I liked him in it though. I thought they expanded he on the character. Nothing. He there was literally no expansion on that character. Okay. I think I think Ghost is coming back in in uh, Quantum Mania, but I'm not 100. They keep sure on they that. keep saying Ghost is coming back, and it's just like okay, like if Ghost comes back, like if they can do something good with Ghost, then I will take back what I said. But for right now, they have done a terrible job with antiheroes. I'm not gonna lie, like they just have. But I do feel, well. I do think Scarlet Witch is a little bit of an antihero, and I feel like they've done that very well. No. She's no, I not, do not consider an anti-hero. They bring people back randomly, but I mean, it's... But I do want to talk about a thing where I, I... I know at least me and Kelly agree on this, and 
one of the, I mean, there were some problems with the movie, and one of them to me was the CGI. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> and I think there was some beautiful CGI, like when the Red Room is in is in the sky, some of it's beautiful when it's coming down, some of it's beautiful, and like some of the CGI is great, but I think some of it was not great. And I'm like, you have, and this was the one fear I had. I was like, they were like, oh, the movie's been done for a year. I'm like, you had a whole year to just tweak, tweak it. Like, I, I, I mean, compare, I mean, like you have to see the comparison when you're doing it. Like some of the fighting stuff, you can tell, like, it almost looked unrendered when they were, like, she was doing that flying thing. It was a cool scene, but some of the CGI was just, like, weird. I don't know. Do you know what the, and it was just bad, like, when they superimposed um, Scarlett Johansson's face on the, on the stunt, on the stunt um, actor, because I'm just like, it just doesn't look natural. It it does not look natural at all. And I know they do that often. I mean, this is also one of my one criticism towards Scarlett Johansson that does take me out a little bit of Black Widow is that I know she does literally zero of those stunts, literally almost zero of them. So I'm like, damn it. Like, I really wish that she would actually do it. But Is that true? Because I've seen so many videos of them like doing the featurettes and she's doing a lot of the stunts. I think she does the close-ups, but then everything else she really doesn't do at all. Because if you watch like... If you watch the movie, like you can tell that her face is superimposed on a stunt actor. Oh, that's like, actually, you can just tell. That's one of the CGI's I didn't even notice that I'm I, I noticed that one a lot. So like especially because like now that I watch that YouTube channel that like talks about special effects and stunts specifically, like I see it like a lot more and I'm just like I can see it so much, but like no, yeah, she's not doing like literally like 90% of the stunts. Well, so I know, I know like, one of the scenes I think they did because I think Florence Pugh and her both did it was the scene in the apartment. And I thought that was one of the best action scenes. So that's what I'm saying. Like she does do good scenes when she does them. If that's it, true. I, I thought she I did a lot I, of them. I don't think she did a lot of it at all. Because like Florence Pugh, you could see her face and you, I knew it was Florence Pugh because like her face was like, Ugh. but like Scarlett Johansson, you hardly ever see it. You hardly ever see it. No, but you see that scene, the featurette, you literally see them doing the stunts and the, and the scenes when they're talking, like the featurette they have no, on YouTube. This, when, they film, when they film stunt scenes in movies, the actors will do them. They'll do them in the first take or a couple takes so that when they do the cuts, mm-hmm. you know, you can see it's them. But when it gets into the nitty gritty, like the really hard, like when you see it, it's really just a stunt person. And then when they do the close-ups of the little glimpses of their faces, they use that, but they do it themselves, but they do it slower. Oh, see, if I, I, I don't know. I think that scene, I think she was doing a lot of the stuff in the apartment scene. No, that's, that's how, no, no. I mean, that's how they film stunts in general. No, they no, always I know. have the actor do it. I'm just saying like in general, as talking about the stunt, the scene, I thought if Flor, I think Florence Pugh and her both did that scene in particular. I think they both did a majority of it personally. I think. Uh, I have to disagree. I actually compare Scarlett Johansson to like Margot Robbie when it comes to like acting and stunts uh, because they both know how to like act fight. Because sometimes when you're watching movies, that the stunt can be so like big, but they don't react big. So that's why like I compare like Scarlett Johansson to like Margot Robbie in that sense. I, I well, there was one scene in the CGI that I actually oh the worst part was the one when she was hanging. <laughs> when was she? Hanging? It was like when she like when she shot herself outside the window after she blew up. Um, oh no, that wasn't for something. me. But I do think that might be a the director has such small budget, so like to her that looked good. So I think that I think that's what happened with the CGI. <laughs> a two hundred a two hundred million dollar movie, small budget. No, no, no. I said she's only she's used to small budget, so like to her, that that looks good. Like you know, like I feel like she's not that she doesn't have the experience. I guess. Okay. Yeah. I'll, yeah, I'll agree visual, with you. With you that. have visual effects provided. Yeah, but you're the director. If you if you prefer a different way, they go with you. Agree. No, no, no. I have to agree with Matt on that because um, we. 
I just rewatched like part of Captain Marvel recently. And those directors mostly do indie films. And when I just watched Captain Marvel recently, like, oh my God, like some of the CGI looks so fucking terrible. Like there's one scene where I was just like, this literally looks like someone made it on Microsoft Paint. Like this to is me, that terrible. has the worst CGI in a Marvel movie when she's falling I, from the sky. But that being said about the action, and all that stuff and the CGI, the action scenes were very good. I, I yes, like it, I, I enjoyed it the scene, like immensely, especially the scene. The scene on the bridge was good. I thought Florence Pugh in the little elevator yeah. scene was cool. But the scene that I loved was when Black Widow against all the other Black Widows. Yeah, that was really good. That and the apartment scene. Yeah. Oh, sorry. The apartment oh, scene too. Those were like, that was so good. I like, th- I loved it. I think the apartment scene going into the, the, the street fight scene, that was my favorite one. But I also think the CGI hurt the movie because I think they filmed a lot on like, like location. It seemed like because those uh, when they went to like um, in the towards the more beginning of the movie when they went to all the places she was like going and it kept changing. I think you, they did film on location. You can tell that was location. So and that oh, that's the one thing that worries me about the Eternals is that they film so much on location. So when you do use green screen, it's so noticeable that it's like it, it, it worries me. That's the only thing that worries me about Eternals. Yeah, but look at Mission Impossible. They shoot all those on on location. I mean, but Chloe Zhao though is so good at aesthetics that I feel like. She'll be the she'll be the exception. I'm ho- no, I'm hoping. I'm just that was the one. That's the one thing that worries me. I think I honestly I think Black Widow has the best opening credits like montage of any Marvel movie. And I like how I mean it is one of the very few that has it in the beginning because I did notice at the end I'm like why are there already the 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 normal credits? I was like oh because the other credits are in the beginning. I forgot. And I also was like I was I am so impressed that they actually went there with this movie in terms of telling the dark storyline like. The scene where they open up the, the what are they called? Shipping the container. The shipping container and all the girls were in there and the screams and stuff like that. I was just like, this is amazing and this is excellent. And this is like what I always wish that like DC movies were able to accomplish earlier where it's just like, this is dark. I am happy that Marvel is like, we have to recognize that this is dark. And like, I just... I thought it was amazing and just like the entire opening montage and the song, like it was just, I think it's like, honestly for me, probably one of the best openings yeah. of but, any Marvel movie. But even going, even the, oh, the the opening montage, the scene that came right before it was also like, whoa, like it was what, the 10 the minute, family. the 10 minute opening, just like, it no, went no, no. Cat- yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I'm saying. Even that is one of my favorite out yeah. of all the MCU. Like I was just like, this is great. This is wonderful. Like I, I honestly thought I was like, I feel like I'm not watching a superhero movie, which I love when superhero movies make me think I'm not watching a superhero movie because I just think that it's just such a such an art to be able to do that. And like we didn't, you know, what's a fun fact that you you didn't bring up that uh, young Natasha is Mila Jovovich's daughter. Oh, I forgot that one. Yeah, nephew. But I will say, as much as I said, I think she's inexperienced as a, for CGI, maybe because she does a lot more smaller budget move films. She mm-hmm. every other aspect, I think she hit. I think she hit the emotion when you needed it. She hit the action thrill, especially when they were like, uh, what was it, Budapest, when they're driving through all that, and you just see those like sweeping shot. I'm like, she she nailed it. I think the only thing where it might have been her experience is the CGI. And I think besides that, I think she hit it. I had brought this up to Matt when we were watching the movie, so I'm actually happy that ev- that they showed the super soldier serum like quickly in the opening credits and that it was also being like administered to the widows. Cause a lot of people don't know this. And this is in the comics, like black widow and the widows are actually, they have a form of the super soldier serum, like injected into them. 
And it's like, okay, that explains the reason why they can throw each other like inhumanly strong or like, you know, like some of the stunts they were doing, it's just like, you need superhuman strength to be able to throw someone or kick someone with that much like and still get up and not like feel anything. And it's just like, I'm happy that they acknowledged it. Well, yeah, because I read about it after you said that I, I was reading about it and um, it was like they get they I think what I read, it said they gave them a serum that wasn't like a super strength serum, but it was like you're able to like recover and like you can fight at, at max humanly possible strength. And like, but it's not like you have brute strength, like a winter soldier serum. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, and so I also think it's great because like, you also see the yeah. scene where she falls out of building and hits her head about twenty thousand times, and she's like, "Yeah, okay, cool." I was she like, lands on her feet, and she's like, "All right," yeah. and I'm like, "What?" The best running gag of this movie, and it might be the best running gag of all Marvel movies, is her making fun of the fighting pose that uh, Elena making fun of uh, Natasha's when she fighting goes pose. Disgusting when she when she does the one, and she's like, "Oh, disgusting." I'm like. Yo, like I totally feel that because like sometimes I'm like, do something. This is disgusting. What am I doing? And I kind of hope they, if if Hawkeye, if what they, because you know she's gonna be in Hawkeye. If they end up, which I'm assuming they're gonna be, it's gonna start off as a villain and end up working together. If she does that pose and like Hawkeye makes a comment saying like, oh Natasha used to do that all the time, and she kind of like, if they keep it going, I'm fine. They can keep this running gag going for as long as possible because she does it with perfect timing. Well, if you noticed. Natasha did an Iron Man pose, an Iron Man superhero landing in the jail. It wasn't her normal, like, leg outstretched pose. Oh, was it? I just, I wasn't. She did, a, she did an Iron Man landing. She did a superhero pose. Uh, uh, well, you know why that is? Because this is another fun fact. Because I re- there was a BuzzFeed interview that they did with um, David Harbour, Scott Johansson, and um, Florence Pugh, where they, like, revealed some behind the scenes. So the jail scene you're talking about when she's in the white outfit, right? And she mm-hmm. goes like that. She did that because she could not lift her arms in that outfit. So she said the backpack and the shoulder pads were just so much that she literally like could not lift her arms like at all. So it's like she couldn't walk and she was like in pain the entire time wearing that entire backpack. So it's like when you see her arm like that, it's like because that's as far as it can <laughs> fucking go. I liked her white suit. I thought that was a cool suit. Also, I'm the, I don't, maybe just me, because I, for some reason, Scarlett Johansson is the only actress where she changes her hair. She looks like a completely different person to me. Like, with her blonde hair and the, the hair she had in this movie majority of the time, to me, like, her facial structure changed. That blonde wig was terrible, okay? That was horrible. It looked like it was slipping off her head. Like, it was it was really bad. You really have a... Te- I don't notice a lot of the wigs. You you notice the wigs, like, right off the She bat. wore a wig the entire movie. That's, that's Kelly's superpower. She can tell when someone's wearing a bad wig. She you wore that, a red, right? the red hair. The whole movie was a wig. Yeah, that was a wig. Oh, I thought it looked good. Though. She 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 hasn't you she hasn't dyed her hair red since um since the first Avengers. She's been wearing a wig. She wears a wig every single movie. Oh, yeah, my superpower. I I don't know what, but I can tell when people are wearing wigs. But like, yeah, she was wearing a wig this entire movie. I do have to say before we get to like the end credit scene, I don't know if you guys agree with me based on what we had conversations before. I actually think the delays might have helped this movie because the 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 the, the, this film was more like with the disney plus shows it's there is a big bad but like the big bad also can be represented as like one big huge thing like grief or something like that wandavision stuff like that and i feel like this one there were but there was a big bad with the the like the quote-unquote villain i thought was like the entire red room as a whole and i thought it came after those disney plus shows like loki and stuff like that where there aren't necessarily like one huge villain and like the story's so good and it fits more with that section of the Marvel universe now that they're going with than the old one. So I'd also thought the delays got you used to that type of storytelling. 
in my opinion. I think the delay it's helped it just for the fact that it was the first Marvel film in two years. So people are like going crazy over it. I don't think it would be as like hyped up if it had come out like, you know, when it was supposed to come out. Well, I also think, I think they could have done this years ago. And I think that, I wonder if that's why the ratings are a little lower than I would have thought. But I think a lot of people are saying it's too late, too little, too late. And I'm like, you could have gave them a movie like the Budapest story, which I like the explanation they gave. People but, have been waiting for a Black Widow movie but, for years. No, but what I'm saying is I think I'm kind of glad they waited. I understand that it could have been years ago, but I feel like you wouldn't have got, even if like what you guys say, if it came out in like 2016, I still think if you did it before then, it wouldn't have had the emotional. I, I really think that we're being influenced by the fact that it's the first Marvel in two, movie in two years, to be honest. And it met all expectations and probably exceeded them so i think that helped it a lot but but uh, yeah i'm not saying that i'm just saying like if it came early on in the marvel cinematic universe i don't think it would have nearly the like barely the emotional impact it does now you could do that story it just wouldn't it'd be a totally different story and i don't think it's good but i could see why it has an 81 percent critics rating though like a lot of critics are saying that like ones who like have criticisms towards the movie is that like it's a great movie that like emphasizes family but like it doesn't feel like we focus on natasha enough i mean i yeah i don't agree with that but i'm but yeah i can see i, I yeah to me a lot of the broughton reviews i read where a lot of people were just saying like oh it's too late to have this movie now and i'm like but it's still a good movie but okay. honestly like i think a lot of the detractors are just people who just like you know no offense they're being sexist that they're mm-hmm. just like they're not into how many like strong females are in it and like i don't care what anyone says like i'm pretty sure that's it you know what's really funny is that I love every bit of the movie until the very last fight scene. Like after she like frees the red room and gets the information. Mm-hmm. I love the movie all the way up until there. And I could do without that last fight scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> oh, no, that's where I think it fell apart. For but me. I think it, I understand why they did it. It's she's, she's not trying to fight this guy. No, 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 no. I, I understand it, but it's just like, that's the part where it's just like, they were like, it's kind of like the movie they were like, okay, we have to end it. <laughs> like, this is how we're going to end it. And it's like super, super strong. And it's like, but right when she goes to free Taskmaster, that's when I could always end the movie. I can watch it repeatedly up until there. And then when we hit there, that's when I probably will go on my phone again to like, just look up shit. But I do, I do want to talk about the end credits because we've mentioned it very briefly, but I want to say my, my, my fact that I had that I wanted to see if you guys read this. The director, Dokalis. Kate Shortland said there was an alt end credit scene that featured, I don't understand how this would work, but I'm curious, that featured a whistle back to Yelena from someone or something when Yelena whistled to Natasha's grave. Who whistled back? The I don't know. I don't like that. No, I'm not saying, I'm, not, I, I'm much happier they put the other one, but I'm just curious. I remember you said that, Kelly. Me and you were like, I was expecting a whistle back for oh, some yeah. reason. Oh, yeah. I was like, I was like, low-key, I was like, I wish there was a whistle back. But. So, I, so like, I, yes, the one they chose, 100% better. But it was just, like, curious that, like, they 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 had one. And I was like, how would they explain that? Which is which is why I got very curious. And I wanted to mention it. They also said there was another alternate. Um, so, Jack Schaefer. The, so, she's the one who did WandaVision. And she did this movie. She said originally that she had a five-page um, dialogue between Valentina and and um, Yelena because she just wanted those characters to bounce back with each other like go back and forth so mm-hmm. she's like she had five pages worth of dialogue and they were like no fucking way because <laughs> you cannot do that for a post credit scene so I, they were like they had to cut it down yeah. into what they had and she's like I'm happy with it she's like but everyone missed out on some really great 
dialogue between them. Even the end credit scene was shot beautifully. And like, I know that the Kate Shortland directed it and I'm just like, wow, even your end credit scene, like it, sometimes they don't feel like the same. Like, they, they, it feels like it's like, okay, like it's, we're moving on from this movie. This one felt like it was in the movie per- almost. I would have been really, really mad if they didn't acknowledge like Natasha's death. Cause like I, when the movie ended and I was just like, the end credit scene better acknowledge her death because then it's like people are going to riot if they don't. I mean, and also I'll be really pissed off. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to sound like a loser. Like that's when I got teary eyed when I saw her grave. I was like, oh God, it's final. I was like, oh, she's fixing it. This is such a sweet moment. I was like, I wish I can see them more together. But yeah, the end cre- I mean, they teased the Disney Plus show. That blew my mind. Like that blew my mind. Like, you know how like, but, like when Captain Marvel came out, they're like, okay, we're going to focus on like cosmic movies and like, gr- like more grounded movies. They really should just be like, because with Loki and like, they just do like magical beings and non-magical beings and just like have the track be from there. Because I'm like, I feel like that's What's more of a What's the three W's? Wizards. Oh, wizards, war, not warlock, wizards. Uh, uh, and, well, no, it's not W's. It's the three big bads, wasn't it? I thought it was like three letters, wasn't Something it? Something with V, because vampires. No. What? What? It was, and you're talking about Falcon Winter Soldier, Shoot, right? you de- yeah. Okay, I think it was... It was like androids? Wiz- wizards, androids, and, um, oh, oh. Machines? Is it machines? No, because that's, an- I think they were they were considered that Wizards, android. androids. And... God damn it, what's the third one? Jimmy, Google it, quick. Aliens, androids, and wizards. That's what, aliens, that's what it was. <laughs> aliens, androids, and wizards. But do we, do we want to rate the movie, or do we have anything else to say, or? No, I think we talked about the whole thing. Oh, yeah. Now, can I, do I have to give it an even score or a 0.5? Can I give it something in between? No. Okay. You have to give it something in between. No, I was actually thinking that too. I was like, can I do a 0.7 or a 0.8? No, no, okay. fine. Okay. No, okay. no, okay. Since, okay, no, fine. Since, no since half of us have it, we'll do that with Kelly. You can do that. More than half of the podcast decided. We can do a point, whatever. <laughs> Sorry, Jimmy. You're outspoken. Okay, you ready? Yeah, okay. Matt. Okay, I'll give it a, it's almost eight. I mean, almost a nine, but I'll give it an 8.8. 8. Oh my God, just give it a nine. Okay, fine. Nine. Are you happy? I'll give it a nine. Okay. Kelly? Oh, wow. This one's actually going to be almost a perfect 10 for me. I was going to say 9.8 because of Ooh. how much I loved it. And that's so funny. Last conversation, so like, 10. I never give it almost a 10, too. We've just contradicted. And I'm going to give it a seven. That's so rude. You know what it was? I 8.5. Almost, I bet you if I watched it again, it's like going higher and higher. So it's, I, it's like, I'm just saying, like, this is one of the few movies that I've literally watched immediately after I've watched it in theaters and I've watched the whole thing through. I like how, like, this was the only movie Disney Plus has given a definitive number on their streaming at, on their, their premiere yeah. access thing because uh, they're like, yeah, it made it, like, 60 million. 60? Everyone's like, just wait and see if they give out the Jungle Cruise Yeah, I know. Numbers. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'll, they're only giving it because it's extraordinarily big numbers. <laughs> but I mean, like, I think they said with box office, like domestic and foreign and the Disney Plus, because that was like 60 was for like a foreign market for every na- every country that they have. I think they said it was like the biggest like n- movie since like President's Day before the pandemic, which I was like, suck it, Vin Diesel. Now cinema's back. Sorry. Okay. Embarrassing. Because like Vin Diesel, I don't know why he was like, yeah, cinema's back because our movie did really well. Because he's obsessed with himself. <laughs> like know. he, kn- It's like he... It's like he doesn't even realize like he's not that great of an actor, but it's like he thinks that he can sell sell money for like anything like Triple X, The Return of Xander Cage. Did that do well at the box office? I have no idea. I feel like maybe the foreign one, but it definitely did not do well in the domestic. He's no he's no Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I'll tell you that. No, everything he acts in does not turn to gold. <laughs> but I mean, I have to say before we go, Marvel, you know, I like your comedy, but you know, stay with some darker stuff too. I hope Hawkeye maybe has this tone. Because then I, would, I think the, show, the movie, I mean, the show would be really cool. 
So hopefully they can do a nice balance now because, like, this was good. This was a very good movie, Marvel. Uh, so keep up the good work. And we'll see you next week, guys. Bye. 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 Thanks so much for listening. You can hear us anywhere you listen to podcasts. And we want to hear what you think. So leave us a review. Give us some likes on social media at Pop Poor Review. Click around www.poppoorreview.com. Become a member of our Patreon page, patreon.com backslash review for exclusive content and drink recipes. And one last thing before you go, make sure to check out the Titan Media Collective and Titan Cast Network. Enjoy the rest of your movie Monday. That was a Titan Cast episode.